everything that I need. Oh, you're my breath when I'm hungry. You're my shelter from a troubled sea. Your life's anchor in life's ocean. But most of all, you're my best friend. Oh, you're my bread. When I'm hungry And you're my shelter From a troubled wind You're life's anchor In life's ocean But most of all You're my best friend you took this house and you made a vessel filled it up with your love and grace placed it in your house of mercy and you proved to me you could be my best friend oh you're my breath when i'm hungry you're my shelter from a troubled wind your life's anchor in life's ocean but most of all you're my best friend sing it with me you're my bread when i'm hungry you're my shelter from a troubled wind your life's anchor in life's ocean but most of all you're my best friend you took this house and you made a vessel filled it up with your love and grace you placed it in your house of mercy and you proved to me you could be my best friend oh you're my bread when I'm hungry, you're my shelter from troubled wind. Your life's anchor 
in life's solution But most of all You're my best friend I am thinking now of a place called heaven Away up in glory land and I long to be with my blessed Savior way up in glory land when I get inside the portals way up in glory land I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah way up in glory land what a joy to know that I'll be with Jesus way up in glory land and I'll praise his name through the endless ages way up in glory land when I get inside the portals way up in glory land I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah way up in glory land won't you come my friend take this journey with me way up in glory land we will have a time Praising Him forever, way up in glory land. When I get inside the portals, way up in glory land, I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah way up in glory land when I get inside the portals way up in glory land I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah way up in glory land when I get inside the portals way up in glory land I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah way up in glory land when I get inside the portals way up in glory land I'll sing 
all shout hallelujah way up in glory land and God's got a door that we can walk through but there's got to be a knob on it and when I get to the knob I'm going to open it up now, as you can tell by now, we're not from Mississippi. <laughs> That's for sure. We are passing through. Who'd have thought it? They got a little Baptist church right down the road from where we live that uh, the name of it was Who'd have thought it? Baptist church. <laughs> That's the real name of it. Who'd have thought a Cajun in Mississippi that came from Minnesota would be in Kansas tonight? <laughs> Praise the Lord anyhow. It's good to be with brother and sister elder. I like his spirit. Amen. I love his spirit. It just, just overflows with the spiritual aspect of Jesus Christ being master. Amen. You can tell a man of God when you talk to him just a few minutes. My son described him to me and he didn't miss him very much, just a few pounds. But it was on the lower side. He said he looks just like in Brother Wheat in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I knew how Brother Wheat looked because we we're very good friends. And I walked in this morning and seen Brother Elder. I said, that's him. No mistaking who he was. Good to be with him and Sister Elder in the church in Hutchison. Good to be in the church. Good to be in the church on Easter Sunday, if you want to call it that, or the Resurrection Day. He has risen. In Isaiah chapter 19, verse 1, because he has risen, he's going to come again. And Isaiah said, Behold, the Lord rides on a swift cloud. No, if you're not here when the rapture takes place, don't wait around a half hour because he's not coming back. And this is not the first Pentecostal church I've been in that people have been late. That's why the Lord didn't tell us the exact time he was coming because he knew the Pentecostals would figure it out and said, well, he's not going to be there on time anyway. We'll just wait a few minutes. <laughs> Amen. Good to be with you folks. And if you stand and turn to Philippians chapter 2, just if you're reading a few scriptures and I'll let you sit down and I'm not used to a microphone. Not this kind anyway, but if I get too loud, that's all right. If I get too soft, somebody tell me. But I asked Dennis, and it's good to be with my son Dennis and one of my favorite daughter-in-laws, Marilyn, my grandchildren. I told Dennis before he got married, if you ever have any arguments, I'm going to take Marilyn's side. <laughs> Amen.
That's public now, Dennis. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 10. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the farm, everybody say farm. 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 You know what a farm is, don't you? Sure you do. Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. That ought to strike a bell how much God thinks of us. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath mightily exalted him and given him a name. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus has given him a name which is above every name. Above every name. Praise the Lord. Given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth. Brother Elder, would you pray? It's hard to preach a message on Easter Sunday because the pastor got that right to use the, the Easter message. And it's a great message. If it wasn't so, like Paul said, we'd be among men the most miserable creatures in the earth. But we know it's true, don't we? We know it's true because we have the Spirit of God that He gave to us within us telling us that He's still alive. He's still alive. I'd like to read one more scripture uh, just, uh, just a minute. Mark 16, 12. Mark 16, 12. After that He appeared in another farm. Everybody says another farm. Another form. You said you knew what a form was, but this is another form. It wasn't the same one. It was a, another fashion. And as preachers always do when they go to a strange church, they get kind of, you know, they want to preach a, a good message for the church and they get three or four lined up and then they, they don't know which one to preach. They really don't. And I said, Lord, I want to know which one to preach. And sitting in the back this morning, Brother Elder used a, a scripture that I was going to use. So I said, that's all right. That's all right. After that, he appeared in another form unto them, unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And we call that the two disciples on the way to... Emmaus. 
they what? They wasn't in a very good spirit. Pentecostals ought to have a good spirit all the time. Amen. If you don't have one, I can tell you how to get one. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will give you a good spirit. But these two fellas was down in the mouth, if you want to call it that. I may use a few expressions you, not, you folks are not used to tonight, but uh, we'll interpret it for you maybe a little later. Down in the mouth. The weather's not right. If it's raining, we want the sun to shine. If the sun shines, we want it to rain. Nothing's right, and those two fellas was going down the road, and uh, they were down in the mouth. So it says that Jesus, as they was walking, came alongside him again to talk to them. That's a strange messenger communication that you're doing. What's the matter? Well, you must be a stranger in Jerusalem if you don't know what happened in this place. You mean you haven't heard what happened a couple of days ago? Well, we'll tell you what happened. We had all our faith wrapped up in a man and the Roman soldiers took him and crucified him and he's not with us anymore. He's gone. They depicted in this morning's drama about how fearful they were that the Roman soldiers were going to come get them. They didn't have very much, did they? And can you imagine Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And they were cowardly behind the door. But you see, they haven't seen him yet in that other form. John chapter 14, beginning with the 15th verse, he said, If you love me, if you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. I turn that around. If you don't keep his commandments, you don't. Huh? Your competition down the road got a sign that says, Jesus is Lord over Hutchison. I wish they'd start telling the truth. If you love me, keep my commandments and I'll pray the Father and he will send you another comforter which shall abide with you forever. Well, that's strange, isn't it? Another comforter. 
somebody else. We're satisfied with you. Even the spirit of truth which the world cannot receive. I said the world cannot receive the comforter without repentance. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And the promise of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Because they knew him not. They didn't see him, but you know him. For he dwelled with you. Oh, that, that brought their attention, you know. Hey, he's right here. We don't need to go any further. He's here right now. The comforter which is promised to us is here right now. But Jesus changed the words. But he shall be in you. Hey, he had to take another farm. He couldn't get in that little fella there. I don't know how big Jesus was. He just the picture that I see him is just what the artist shows us of. We don't know what he looks like. They don't picture him as Isaiah 53 pictures him. He was despised and hated of men. Says he has no beauty that we should desire him. Had only a few followers. But I do know that according to Romans 5.14 that he was about the size of you and I. And he couldn't get into but one person if he was going to get in them the way that he was talking about. He shall dwell in you. He's talking about another comforter. Somebody that was going to come if we love him and keep his commandments. And if we keep those, he said, it shall abide with you forever and ever and ever and ever. Won't that be nice? Won't be no roof in heaven. It's already there, brother. In my father's house are many mansions already. They're waiting for the church to arrive. Praise God. Praise God. They're waiting for the church because they have the comforter in them to abide forever. Another comforter. That means he got to change himself. I heard that sister testify and she needed a doctor. And there's no better physician than Jesus Christ. In the third chapter of Exodus, and we're going to come back to John 14, if that's all right with you. Moses on the backside of the desert, and he came from Egypt, from the palace, had the best chariots. 
He had whatever he wanted. But because he wanted to help his Hebrew brethren, he had to leave that and go to the backside of the desert and tend his father-in-law Jethro's sheep. I imagine he sung a few songs on the backside of the desert. He wasn't quite as good as brother David. David was the best. He was the best. But I imagine he was pretty good because he got God's attention. So, Moses was standing on the backside of the desert and the bush was standing over there burning. See, that's another form of God that was revealed to Moses. Look, a bush is burning and it doesn't consume. What would you do? Hmm? I'm not going to get close to it. You're going to walk up there and say, Man, look at that bush burning. I'm going to see why it's not consumed, not me. But God came to Moses in another form and Moses talked with God about going back to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel. God, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. But when I get to the children of Israel, who am I going to tell them that sent me? Talking to God, and God already told him to go. Who gonna? Who am I gonna tell them that sent me? God said, "Just tell them I am that I am sent you." And when you, God said that I am, He meant that I am what I want to be, when I want to be, where I want to be, to whom I want to be, any time I want to be. I am what I am. He'll be what he wants to, to you, if you'll let him. You needed a Savior. He was a Savior. Did you quit there? Did you quit there? I will send you another comforter, which shall abide with you forever. 26th verse of the chapter 14th of John said in the comforter Jesus had already said that he was a comforter I will not leave you comfortless I will come again unto you and the comforter which is the Holy Ghost which the Father has sent in whose name Jesus' name. In my name. What was his name? Jesus. Which the Father has said in my name. Shall teach you all things and bring until you remember what I said unto you. We got that form, don't we? We got it. In another form. As a young man, I was spent, uh, I think Brother Elders was in an army. He's in an army. 
That's all right. We'll excuse him. As a young man, I was in the Navy. I don't know. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just telling you where the Lord brought me from. Every bad thing I've ever learned just about it come from the Navy. Amen. I could tell you the things I didn't do before I went in and things I did do when I got out and the things that God had saved me from. Thank God there wasn't no crack when I was in the Navy. I admire the young people that says no. They've got a, now you've got to understand Mississippi. I don't like to talk about Mississippi. I haven't been there long enough to appreciate it, I don't guess. But they've got a campaign on with all the school children. And they got them T-shirts and balloons says, be smart, say no. Young people, that's the hardest word in all the vocabulary to say. Amen. The world can't say no to the devil because they don't have that other form. I said if a young person, would have, if they'd had it when I was a young person, I'd have tried it. No use to denying it at all. My heart goes out to the young people, the thing that they've got to face today. But you can say no. You can say no to the devil. There's a saying is, when the devil knocks you at the door, if you got the Holy Ghost, say, Jesus, that's for you. You go answer it. Amen. He's not going to stay around very much longer. Jesus will open the door and says, yes. I inhabit this house now. This is my house. This is that comforter which shall abide forever abiding in me. Amen. 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 See, Jesus, to really understand him, we have to take all the experiences of all the saints that ever lived and put them together before we understand him. Hebrews 13, 8, and that's the scripture Brother Ellers used this morning, Jesus Christ. Who? Jesus Christ the same yesterday. Did he do anything for you yesterday? Did you have the Holy Ghost yesterday? Did you breathe yesterday? Did some sunshine come in your life yesterday? Jesus Christ the same yesterday. Today. 
today right now today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday did you worry about tomorrow yesterday are you worrying about tomorrow today huh the same yesterday and today was God giving out the Holy Ghost yesterday then he's giving it out today revival in it you say western Kansas I got mixed up I thought I was in eastern Kansas how did I do that like I told you Mississippi is a strange state Hallelujah. But they trying. Now, statistically, the only way they got is going up. Amen. Western Kansas can have a revival because God has sent it before. He can send it now. He's the God of today. The Bible tells me he's the same yesterday today. And it says he's not going to change. That's what I read in the scripture. Yesterday, today, and forever. See what you got's not going to have an ending to it. What the world's got, they're going to leave it behind. Not in the rapture. Because they're not going to make it in the rapture. Romans 8 9 said, If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. Romans 6 said, If you have not the same Spirit which raised up Christ, you can't go. What they got is going to remain with them. What we got is going to last forever. How much better can you get? In the book of Hebrews it says a better covenant. A more better promise. A more better inheritance. We got a better comforter. The sick in the hospital calls the doctor to comfort them. We got the great physician. Don't have to go to the hospital. He'll comfort him. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a good hand for it. he's one form to one and another form to somebody else one to you and one to me but the elders said he didn't realize what I looked like maybe he wouldn't ask me to come if he did you ever been on a blind date Now, some of you ought to have been on a blind date. 
They describe that girl so perfectly. Those beautiful blue eyes. Well, maybe you didn't like blue eyes. That long, curly, blonde hair. Maybe you don't like blondes. Amen. I don't believe that brother liked blonde. Jesus is something to one and something to another. Maybe you don't need a doctor tonight. Then he's not going to be a doctor. Maybe your finances is all right and you don't need anybody for finances. But if you do, he's got them. If you need them. He said he'd supply all of your needs. In fact, he says more than that in Ephesians 4.19. He said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches. How rich is he? How rich is he? The young fellow I was, went to work for Allied Chemical in Baton Rouge, and that was then one of the better jobs, you know. You like the better job, don't you? No, you used to deny. You go to work, you like the better job, you like the better pay, you like the, you just like everything. You're human. You like everything better. In about six weeks, they, they give me, though, what you call a little pink slip. We didn't know what a pink slip was then, but now they call it a pink slip. In other words, they just come up to you and said, you're gone. So the foreman, after work, he came to the locker room, and he was patting everybody on the back. You know, we, we were down in the mouth. I meant they were. I wasn't. I had the Holy Ghost. And he'd come over to me and he said, I sure am sorry you got laid off. I said, I said, man, that's all right. I got a father that has a thousand hills and the cattle thereof. Old boy stepped back and looked at me and kind of funny, you know, and he said, look. He said, if my father owned all that, he said, I wouldn't worry either. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Your father owned a thousand hills and the cattle thereof. That's just in one spot. Praise the Lord. What do you want him to be? I asked my son where was the clock at and he said they don't have any clock. And I said man that's dangerous. I don't have to go to work in the morning. I don't have to leave in the morning. Praise God. You see, Jesus was so good that he became what we want him to become. We were sinners and we needed a Savior. And he became our Savior. In the book, of Matthew. Matthew describes him as the king royal.
And ye shall, a virgin shall bring forth a child, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, will you? Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. I like that. God with us. Don't you like that? God with us. Brother, don't move too close. You have God in you. Colossians 3, 27 says, Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. The hope of glory. King. King, Timothy calling through Paul's writing the only potentate. Jesus in John 17, 3 says, Thou art the only true God. If you're an English scholar, you know that only there's not any more. That's it. No more. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. If you, a mathematician, that means the first and there's none before the first. And that means the last and there's none any after the last. And everything that's in between. King, royalty. Mark said he's a suffering savior. You know, sometimes we, we, we leave the cross sometimes and we're kind of ashamed of it. But the scripture says that Jesus for the joy which set before him, set before him, despised the shame, went to Calvary's cross as a suffering Savior for you and I. I was in his plans and he planned Calvary. The church was in his plans and he planned the resurrection. Amen. Suffering Savior. Luke described him as the sinless, the only sacrificial lamb that could have been offered. Nowhere in all the world among every man that has ever lived God could not find another sacrifice to meet the standards without sin, without God. Perfect, without spot or blemish. That's what he was to us. Revelation 13, 8 says he was the lamb Another form, please. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God in his love for mankind seen his fall and planned a, a, a way of escape. An avenue of salvation. Amen. But then John, if you read it very closely, if you haven't read the book of John through, go and read it. And you find that he's the eternal creator. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and for him, and without him nothing was made. 
the creator of all things. Of all. Of all. Of everything. He created the Holy Ghost for you and I. He created the church that we might be saved. He created preaching, if you please, that the believers might be saved. The world call it foolishness. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, God used the foolishness of preaching to save those which believe. Praise God. Praise God. God wanted to reconcile men unto himself. Men unto himself. Hallelujah. First Timothy 3.16, and you know it well, without controversy or greater was the mysteries of godliness, godliness. For God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto us poor weary dogs. That's what the lady called us. Don't the dog get the crumbs? No! He preached unto the Gentiles. We're going to get the whole table. In fact, I've done got a big portion of it. Hallelujah. Preached unto the Gentiles and resurrected up in the glory. John the Revelator seen him as a root. And an offspring. Think about that in a minute. The root and the offspring of David. Hard for the root to be the offspring. But Jesus was. Amen. God was in Christ reconciling himself unto the world. And he gave the church. Everybody say the church. He gave the church the ministry of reconciliation. I don't think they've got another apostolic and I like that. I'm getting, I, I, I don't, I'm getting weary of Pentecost. I don't know if Brother Elders, if he does, he can, if he don't, I mean, he can tell me he don't, but uh, when this scandal broke a couple of weeks ago, they called them Pentecostals. I've been a, I've been in a wholeness church, Brother Elders. You know what a wholeness church is? That's apostolic. That means you're holy. And that man, Jim Baker, had the gall, if I may say it, after all that he's done, and they condone that, said, I'm going to be all right. God is for me. And he gave the church the ministry of reconciliation. 
Hey, we got a ministry. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 tells you what's in the church. And why? Amen. And he gave to the church. Pastors. Prophets. Teachers. Evangelists. Preachers. Whatever it takes to save the church, God put it there. And you're not going to make it without the church. You're not going to make it without the church. I'm not talking about what they call the church. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the living church. That's built on the rock. Praise the Lord. We needed the church so God give us the church. Praise the Lord. Isaiah seen him as a son, as a child. Seen him with the government upon his shoulders and his, said his name shall be called Wonderful. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? Wonderful! You tell your wife she's wonderful, that'd be enough. You ought to tell your husband they're wonderful. That'd be enough. Amen. But Isaiah said his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Woo! Counselor. A lawyer if you need him, please. We don't need a head shrink to tell us what to do we got the word of God and preachers to keep us straight when I was growing up they didn't send us to no counseling series they took us to the woodshed amen you don't see many older, older generation going to counseling. Because he's our counselor. You know, he, he shows us how to keep our head on straight. I got a problem. I go to the Word of God. Or a preacher. Amen. This world is confused. But I know why. They headed for the one world government. The stock market is confused. The religious world is confused. Major powers are confused. But we got a counselor and we're not confused. Because he said in John 7, 38, 39, he said, if you believe on me as the scripture has said. That's why they got trouble. 
They go to the preacher and say, what does that mean? Well, it don't mean that. You don't have to worry about that. But it said you got to, well, you, just, you know, you're living in modern day. All you got to do is believe. Hey, I got it made. I'm not going to offend anybody. Was I born the Catholic, baptized the Baptist, and now I got the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, repented, and I've got it all sold up. If they make it, I'm going. But if I go by myself with you folks, they're not going. Praise the Lord. If you believe on me as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow. What does that scripture mean, preacher? Well, you know. Well. Let me give you a good scripture there. Now, now you shouldn't have to worry about all that. That's confusing. But let's go to John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not perish but ever have everlasting life. Did you say about an easy religion this morning that costs nothing? If I believed that, I wouldn't be in Western Kansas tonight looking for a knob on a door. I wouldn't be in Mississippi either. I'd be in South Louisiana, brother elders, eating crawfish. Woo! What I got cost something. Amen. It cost me the world. It's not worth anything. Now, if I make it to heaven with the inflation prices, if I make it to heaven without all the cost of all the world, what it's worth, you're talking about a retirement plan. No wonder they say the pay is not much of retirement out of this world. Counselor, he tells me what I've got to do. He that believeth through me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow. Well, preacher, I haven't failed nothing. Well, he said, all you got to do is believe. You know, this is not emotional. And it was when I got it. Not I got the Holy Ghost, my youngest brother-in-law, my wife's youngest brother. Went and spent all night with me, men. Sister Dua wasn't married then, so she was just trying to get me. What did I say? <laughs> I kept him up all night shouting and talking in tongues. Not emotional. When you get the king of heaven, when you get the spirit of a living God down in you, you're going to become emotional. They go to these ball games. They go to these ball games and they get a hit and they holler. 
They roar and they jump. They get a run. They do more than that. They win the ball game. They do more than that. Hey, my Lord has won it all. I'm a winner. Because he went to the cross. But yet he was resurrected. He tells me all about that. Counselor. Then it didn't it say he was the mighty God? The mighty God? Do you mean? Now you know they got a church that believes in God the Father and God the Mother. You're laughing, but get you an old issue of Reader's Digest. They had the picture of God the Father on one side and God the Mother on the other. And they had a lot of little bitty gods. But my Bible says He is the. English, when it says the, that's all of it. The mighty God. Revelation puts it just a little bit more plainer. says, I am or he is the Almighty. The only true God. wonder what they're going to do with the next. <clears throat> the everlasting. How long? Oh, he just lasted for a little while and then, then the sun come along. And scripture right, when the sun come along, Matthew 28, 18 said, All power in heaven and earth is given to me. Took it all away from the Father. Hmm. Go to Matthew 1, 22. They have a lot of more problems when he said the Father was the Holy Ghost. If I was what they are, and you know what I'm thinking about, I'd be confused and I'd go to a counselor too. Praise God. The everlasting Father. There's no room for no one else. And he said, I've done it alone. He said, I've done it by myself and there's no one else. I take his word for it. He's the only one that did it. Ephesians 1.11 said he counseled to make the creation after his own will. That's simple to me. That's very simple if he counseled after his own will. He didn't need anybody else's will. And the Prince of Peace. The world will never have peace again. Never. No way. I just glanced at this morning's paper. But there's trouble on every hand, perplexities. Trouble. Everywhere. 
Used to you, you didn't have to lock your car. Now it don't do no good to lock it anyway, they'll get it. They got some people so smart about, about eight minutes flat, they can have all your car loaded onto a truck and off they go and you'll never find it again. The world will never have peace again, but we have peace. Hebrews 12, 14 said, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not tangible. You can't touch it. It's not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace. Don't you feel it? Don't you feel it? You don't have to wait to the Easter season to feel peace. And joy in, in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Matthew 25. I'll close just a little bit. I don't see no clock. I told them they didn't have no clock. It was dangerous. I can't tell time without a clock. Can you? I can't do it. Sometimes I can't tell it with it hardly. My wife says I can't. But you see, in Matthew 25, Jesus said that there was ten virgins, five was foolish, and five was wise. And they were looking for something. Every prospective bride is looking for a bridegroom. I don't know how many single young men they got here, but that's the that's the that's the fact. If you're available, they're gonna look for you. <laughs> they were waiting for the bridegroom to come, aren't we? I belong to the prospective bride. I belong to the church. And as Brother Elder said this morning in Revelation 19, there's going to be a marriage. I hope I'm not confusing you folks with all this good English, this good grammar. Hey, there's going to be a marriage. And us Pentecostal folks got the best marriage in the land. In the world. And that marriage is going to be more better. No use to try to correct me because a lady in Minnesota did. And I said, no, it's more better. I don't care where you come from. It's more better. The Holy Ghost is more better. That marriage is going to be more better. We're going to be arrayed with fine linen. And that says that that fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And Jesus Christ is our righteousness. 
I'm waiting for a bridegroom. And I want him to come on that swift cloud. I don't necessarily like to ride fast. But I want to get a hold of that cloud or wherever it's at. And go with that same Jesus. I've never seen him in person. I say, and you can correct if you want to. You can be wrong if you want to. But Jesus was the last and the permanent theophany of the Almighty God. Don't look for another. He said there wasn't going to be anybody else coming. He said, I'm it. I'm it. Don't look for another. John the Baptist says, are you here? Do we look for another? He sent him the message that we believe in. No, don't look for another. That's all it's going to come. You're not going to get anything better than the Holy Ghost. You're not going to be baptized in any other better name than Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in the other, for there is none other name given under heaven whereby, among men whereby we must. You know what must mean? That means if you don't, you ain't. Praise the Lord! And they, after he appeared unto them another form. But you know, if I, if I quit there, I would be an injustice to you folks that, that don't have Jesus. Romans 1.16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To all those that believe, to the Jew first and to the Greek. Then Romans 2.16 said, And when the day that he shall, that God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel, he's going to be a judge. I don't like judges. Amen? I don't, huh? You don't like them. I don't. I, I don't like judges, and I've never been before one. And I ain't gonna start now if I can stop it. But if we don't adhere to the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, and the form of Jesus Christ that is within us, we're going to need, are we going to have a judge, should I say? He's going to judge the quick and the dead. But he's going to be a righteous judge. Abraham said, can, all the, can the judge of all the earth do right? 
Yes, he's going to do right, but he said that you're going to be judged according to my gospel. My gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, I want more of it and more of it and more of it. I want it. Regardless, regardless of how hard it is, I want it. I had some easy gospel. I like love gospel. Don't you? Have love one toward another. God is love. If you don't have love, you don't have God. Because God is love. Brother, you got your Bible there. Would you turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3 in closing? Right there. In Psalm 17, 15, the psalmist says, It's for me. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. Hallelujah. I shall be satisfied. You know the church is not satisfied down here. I said the church is not satisfied down here. You shouldn't be satisfied unless you fight in the battle of faith. He didn't have to tell me the battle is going to be hard. You can't scare me away saying it's going to be too hot because I lived in Louisiana. You can't fry no eggs in Kansas. You can't tell me how cold it gets. I lived 10 years in Minnesota. They didn't tell me that your radiator freeze driving down the interstate highway. But it did. Those folks up there are reckless. We went to closest church we had was 70 miles. Went to Sunday school convention in October. We never got on the interstate. Drove 70 miles on the side of the road. Couldn't even get on the road. It's not cold here. You're not going to scare me with cold weather. Don't forget about that. I like that sword, Brother Elder. Right here it is. The sword is going to cut us away through this thing. Hey, I didn't leave Louisiana and go to Minnesota thinking it was, the devil wasn't up there. If I thought that, I got mistaken when I got there. And look like the same ones was in Louisiana was in Minnesota. I don't know how they travel so fast, but that's where they. <laughs> I didn't leave Minnesota going to Mississippi thinking the devil wasn't there. They got more there than I believe anywhere. 
I know they don't, but I, 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 I can believe that. They look like they torment you more. I shall be satisfied when I awake. I'm going to change that a little bit. I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to. I may have to. We was touring a, a funeral home a couple of, four or five weeks ago in Litchfield, Illinois. It's an eerie feeling. They took us where all of the places they put you in, you know. I'm not going to say them bad words, scare some of you folks. I don't want to go that route. I want to be the one that Paul talked about and we which are alive and remain. Hallelujah. I may have to go the other way. But you know, I'm still young enough even though I'm one of those older folks to see the rapture. Hallelujah. It may take place tonight. Wouldn't it be good if it took place right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celebrating the resurrection day of Christ. You ever had a dream of the rapture? How many of you ever had a dream of the rapture? Isn't it great? I bragged on mine one time, Brother Elder, to another minister. I said, man, I had a dream of the rapture. And I, I just explained all how I just did all this. He said, do you ever dream it in cover? He said, I had a dream of the rapture in cover. And I didn't dream it before color television. Mine wasn't in black and white. <laughs> well, praise God anyhow. I shall be satisfied and only then when I wake with everybody say with with, with thy lightning. John in John 7, 38, 39 said the Holy Ghost was not get, given because he was not yet glorified. That's how we're going to be. With his glorification. I like that. in his likeness I don't know if those few people on that mountainside when the angels told him this same Jesus I really don't know if they understood it but if they did there was a shouting spell on that mountain talking about emotional hallelujah hallelujah the same Jesus. What a promise. 
And after that, he appeared unto them in another form. In many ways. I really don't know how Paul seen Jesus in the ninth chapter of Acts. I really don't. But it must have been something. He never could quite put enough words in there for me to get what all he saw that day. I want you to listen to the words in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, 2, 3. I just want you to listen to it. Read it slow, brother, and if you interrupt me, I don't mind it. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath Behold, what manner of love! My, my, my. Talking about love, people. They don't got nothing on us. Behold, what man of love has the Father what bestowed? That means he put it down in us. I bestow you something. I, I give it to you. Paul, right? Before the world knoweth us not. Did you skip a part in there? That we should, what? Be called the sons of God. Sorry about that, ladies, but we'd include you in that anyway. That's a gender passage of Scripture. That all right, Brother Elder? That we should be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I never, I better not say this. I never knew my father very well. I knew him as a, what you should you call it, as a person, a person, person, man, person, whatever, human person, that's all. But when I come to God and I begin to read these scriptures that I have a heavenly father that bestowed upon me love that I could be called the son of God. The son that you please are the most I like that. I don't know if you like that or not, but I like that. I like a sonship of the of the king. Amen. All right, that we might be called the sons of God. You can stand. Listen to what the scripture says. The world don't know us. Because it knew him not. It don't know us because it didn't know him. It doesn't know him as a counselor, as wonderful, as the mighty God, as the everlasting Father, as the Prince of Peace. The world still doesn't know him. Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, 6 through 9, said if they preach another gospel, they're not preaching what I preach. He said they pervert the gospel of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 and 4 said 
they don't even understand the simplicity of Christ. He said they preach another Jesus. They preach another spirit. They preach another gospel. They don't know us. They don't understand us. There's a lady in Minnesota come and ask me, said, Brother Dewey, I'm having fellowship with so-and-so, and I, I, you know, you do like that, don't you, Brother Elder? How do I find out if they're right or not? Scripture says, try the Spirit. Right. Hmm. I said, tell them about Jesus, who he is, and watch the Spirit jump. Come back the next week, she says, Whew. I said, what's the matter? She said, I told him about Jesus. I said, you ain't going back, are you? She said, they won't let me. They don't know us. You folks hadn't been called what I've been called. You hadn't been in the church long enough. Well, I don't believe in luck. You're fortunate. You're blessed. Hmm. I've been called worse than that. That'd be all right with me. But they don't know who I really am. They don't know I have a father that owns a thousand hills and the cattle thereof. They don't know that I'm waiting for the bridegroom and going to be in a marriage. They don't know that God did away with the Israelites because of unbelief that well, we might be grafted in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know my God. And that don't make me no difference. I'm going to preach Jesus being God manifested in the flesh right home. I'm going to preach like Jesus told him in John 8. That if you don't believe that I am the Father, you're going to die in your sins. All right. The world didn't or don't know us because it didn't know him. Alright. What? Beloved! When? Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the when right now. I want that to sink in. We don't have to wait. The Holy Ghost is an earnest of our inheritance. Hey, that's the threshold to the kingdom. And when you get across the threshold, you don't have to go back outside. Beloved, now are we the Son of God. Yet appear what we shall be. 
what we shall be. Brother, you might still look like you're looking. Some of you folks that won't hope may not ever get it. I don't know how you're going to look, but it's going to be better anyway. It's going to be more better. But we do know. Everybody say, I know. I know. I know. We know some stuff. We smart. As they say in the South, we got some smarts about us. In fact, we the smartest people ever lived. Hallelujah. Because we know that when he what? When he shall come back in that on that swift cloud. When that same Jesus begins to descend from heaven. No wonder he said, look up. He's not coming from below. He's coming from up yonder. He's coming from his throne to get the church. The anxiety of the archangel to blow the trumpet is getting excited. And I believe God is is a little nervous about all this. He's fixing to get to church. Hey, aren't weren't you bridegrooms a little nervous and excited on your approaching wedding day? Huh? Huh? God's coming after a bride. He wants to fill up those mansions. He's tired of them being empty. But time still has him stopped. They're looking for that man in Second Thessalonians, but he's not going to come until the church rides away with the Lord on the clouds to ever be in heaven with him. All right. When he shall come, we know. We shall, be like we shall be like him because we shall. What? For we shall see. We shall see. There he is. You folks better quit being thirty minutes late. We shall what? Be like him because we shall see him as he is. And Revelation 22, 12 says, Behold, I come quickly. Paul says, In a twinkling of an eye. They tell me a twinkling of an eye is a half of a wink. Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. Hey, that's that crown, Brother Elders. Talking about 
Brother Elder was talking about this morning, throw it at his feet. He's worthy, folks. He's worthy, folks. Because, you see, after that, after you receive the Holy Ghost, he comes in another form. And when it's all over with, he's going to come as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And those that are with him are the called, the chosen, and the faithful. Hallelujah. Lord bless you real good.